0: Welcome to Your Family and Your Retirement with Abe Ashton.
1: So let's see, we're talking about people and and feelings too, about this very emotional year we've been through. And this one is off to another fantastic start. But what is the mood around the office with clients? What are they talking about? What are they thinking about?
2: Yeah, that's, that's, a, it's a, it's a great question. And it was part of our kind of our patriotic intro where we talk about a date that will live in infamy. And we've had another date that will live in infamy yep. relatively uh, recently with demonstrators and protesters getting inside of the Capitol. And uh, I think people are going to be looking back on that in years to come as, as just an absolute bonehead move. I mean, yes, the Capitol and, and the protests and rioting that went on through the entire year of 2020 and now into 2021. What it does though that affects us in our, in our professional lives and that Eric and I are dealing with pretty regularly now is people who are concerned about what the economic situation for, for their future, for our future looks like. And I would say it runs the spectrum. A lot of it has to do with your, your own political beliefs. If you're very um, liberal, you might think that this is going to provide more security and more safety financially. If you're very conservative, you might be far more concerned about the future and stability of the dollar and the national deficit. And Have you had any of the clients, Eric, that you've met with just talk about $2,000 checks and, and that much debt and wanting to know how much? Because I've, I've had a couple of these. But if we increase the national debt by this much with more stimulus and more stimulus, What is? are you getting those questions
0: Yeah, all the time people are just wondering what's going to happen with the dollar what's going to happen with you know at some point we're going to have to pay for these check this money this $2,000 stimulus check that's going to everybody they're just wondering when when are we going to make good on on that payment that that everyone's getting.
2: Trillions of dollars. Trillions. Tr- a trillion dollars. And again, this is not going to be, this is bipartisan, right? This will be, there will be stimulus under, um, that was under President Trump's administration. There will be this next stimulus that will, uh, if they do the $2,000 checks and more, it'll be under under Biden's administration. And it just seems like we've got these trillion dollar cans we kick down the road to future children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And... Um, I don't know, Doug. I mean, would you would you say that it was important to your grandparents, knowing how old you are, Doug, would you say it was important to your grandparents to be able to leave this world saying, I left a better country for my kids and grandkids than the one I inherited?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, totally. did that. I mean, my grandparents lived into their mid-90s. So, you know, they lived a long time and they saw a lot of things, you know, World War I, uh, World War II, Korea, Vietnam. And, you know, they went through all the depression. Jeez, I mean, it was it has to be because that's the way they thought. I mean, we're very pretty fortunate that we haven't had to deal with that much. I mean, we have to deal with them lately, but not as much as they had to deal with. So, yeah, definitely.
2: Well, yeah. And and, and that's why your grandparents are referred to as the greatest generation. Yep. Right. Because they they not only survived the depression, they got through it and they left a better country. Fiscally, financially, militarily, for their children, then we certainly are for ours. Mm-hmm. You know, we and there's just not that sense anymore. Somehow we've we seem to have weeded that out of the American right now. Where this desire to leave a better world, a better I mean, the desire probably is there. The real work ethic and the financial, what's the best word for it? The financial purpitude Perpetuity.
0: Perpetuity. It sounds like
2: it, sounded like it works yeah, yeah. So we, we know when one of our listeners, when, the, when our listener um, calls us and tells us that, that that's not a word, we'll, we'll deal with it then. But I would say the fortitude, okay. you know, the stickety tooty, the, the ability to stick to things and, and make it happen, that's not there. Yeah, I want to leave the, a better country, but I need the stimulus check and probably a stimulus check isn't fair, but I'm willing to sell freedoms down the road for financial guarantees later. And that's where it gets real difficult, especially for older people, people that we're seeing in our office who are saying, hey, we may not see it in our lifetime, a, but you, or your children, you guys are going to be the ones who are paying for these crazy things that we're allowing to happen later on with higher taxes. and, and So that's really the question. People are saying, how will I deal with higher taxes later on in life? How will I deal with possible devaluation of the dollar, supply and demand? If we continue to print more and more dollars for more and more stimulus, well, it's not too, I mean, you can see where that road leads. We've seen it in Venezuela, right, where if you just print too much currency, you devalue your dollar, you create hyperinflation. And that's a scary thing for a lot of people, too. With the stimulus
1: and all that, I, you know, it's really nice to to get the check and all that. But my thought of the stimulus check, and you know, I, I work with you and I hear about finances all the time and sure, it's great. But then now that I work with you, I think about the long term effects of it. Like, OK, well, we're going to have to pay for this sooner or later.
2: Yep. So and, and we will. And now there's there's a couple of ways to pay back national debt. One is to increase taxes or increase revenue. Two is to decrease spending. You can also increase revenue by increasing the economy. If you continue to build the economy, more people making money, more people spending money, more people paying taxes, that's another way to increase revenue. When it comes to 60-, 70-year-old couple, let me give you an example here. Okay. I had an email yesterday morning to, from some great clients who, who said, okay, we know that we've been positioned um, very conservatively. We like the accounts that you have put us in and, and it's helped us sleep well at night. Now we fear for the economic safety of our country. How are we positioned to deal with something catastrophic, like a like a complete devaluation of the dollar? And there are what I mean, that's one of the sky is falling things. Eric, you'd be thinking about some other ones you hear while, while I'm talking about this one. But it, it's a valid concern. And my thought to them and, and as I responded and, and chatted with them just recently, I was asking them whether they want to plan for the win or plan for the loss. You know, how are we strategizing? When I say strategizing for the win, strategizing for the success of the country, we're saying, hey, should you primarily be hoping and planning for things to continue to go well and bet on the American people and bet on on the solvency of the United States and the government, but have at least a plan in case the worst case happens? Or do you want to plan as if you have a certain knowledge that the dollar will collapse? And I ask that question to people because those would be two different strategies. A few years ago when President Obama first got elected, I had a client who was so convinced that that was going to be the end of the dollar that they took a half a million dollar IRA and liquidated it all, paid taxes on all of it. So after tax, there was only about $300,000, bought Mm. nothing but silver, precious metals, silver coins that they had because the dollar was definitely going to collapse. And they bought silver at the time, I think it was around $25 to $30 an ounce, and that very quickly fell by 50% silver at the time within one year, down to $17 an ounce, not quite in half, but basically their $500,000 IRA became worth about $150,000 of silver coins in the space of one year, all because they were certain that because President Obama was elected, that the dollar was going to collapse. Now. In that situation, we have the benefit of hindsight to say that impulsive or that type of a decision, and there was nothing that I could do to talk them out of it, nothing I could convince them otherwise, because they had Fox News on and Glenn Beck and all of the people who were advertising silver and gold at the time, and it was just inevitable. We know now with the benefit of hindsight that it didn't happen, that the market since then has relatively been pretty spectacular and had some great returns, some historical returns, that cost them, today, that IRA probably would be worth a million dollars or more. And they have
1: 150.
2: And they had 150 in silver, and, and, and I don't know what they've done with it since. But it's a really sad story, and it's an example of playing for the loss. It's playing for the fall of the economy, playing for the fall of the dollar. And that's why I ask someone, is that what you want me to plan for? Because I don't know that I can get on that train with you, a train that is basically set to crash or go off of a cliff and preparing that way according. I don't know. What, what are yeah. some
0: other ones you hear, Eric? One big one I've, I've heard a lot is taxes. What's going to happen next with taxes? Are we? And the big concern a lot of people have is we're not just going to see a small increase in taxes. I've had a lot of people come to me thinking that we're going to get back to the way taxes were. Around the Great Depression, when things they were at their low for a while, and then they jumped up dramatically, and so a lot of people are fearing that they're going to pay more than half of their money in taxes, and so again, there's there's one solution which is first instinct that people have is I want to pull all my money out of my IRAs and pay the taxes now, similar to what happened with, with that the silver that people to, to buy silver, but then there may be a strategy that that we've often then said, okay, well maybe we can. Because we may agree that taxes are going to go up in the future. And so if that is the case, let's work with your accountant and do some Roth conversions and do some planning around that. And so trying to listen to those concerns, but then say, okay, maybe there's a better solution than just jumping to the opposite extreme.
2: Right. Extremes. That's what we're That's what we trying to help people avoid, Doug, because on one hand, we know that the highest federal tax bracket in history was 94%. That was back in... Um, I think it was 1944 to 1945 that the highest federal tax bracket was over 90%. I think it was 94% at its peak. And that would be for a high-income earner at that time. But for those people who don't think that taxes can go higher than 37%, 39%, or 40%, we have a history of doing so. So then what we're trying to do, Doug, is we're trying to say, how do we create a balanced approach where if we're hoping for the win and prepare for and plan for the win but have a strategy – to the what ifs, the worst case scenarios. The the the, I'm trying to say the, the scenario that I'm trying to think of is has got a swear word in it that we don't want to get an FCC violation for. can you can say, if the fit hits the sham? How's that?
1: <laughs> Let her rip, Abe. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, the,
2: if the fit hits the sham, what is the plan? What is the strategy at that point? That's that's but, the.
1: But how often does that happen? the The worst
2: example of it. When's that happened before? Well and I re- I remind people I say, like just go back to the 80s again talking about 80s love songs as we did in the beginning we were listening to those love songs while half of the country also was convinced and concerned and probably rightfully so that there were nuclear submarines from Russia off the east coast mm-hmm. and there were nuclear submarines and 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 building bomb shelters and bunkers for, for a, a nuclear fallout was a real concern Right. But if you were one of those people who knew that that was going to happen and you went and dug a hole in your backyard and buried yourself for 10 years, you would come out and realize it didn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a difference between building the bomb shelter in case of a worst case scenario and climbing into it early. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good analogy there. So here's what I've been talking to people about and kind of a strategy that, that we've been dealing with. And so one of those things is if, you, if I tell someone to have a 80% or the majority of their investable assets in more traditional financial um, strategies, right? that can be your brokerage account, that can be your annuities, that can be your bank accounts, your savings investments, those things that have a picture of a president on it that involve the US dollar. Whatever your investment strategy is while it's in dollars, Do that with the majority of your money, let's say 80%. But then, if you have that concern, if that's a real concern of the way we build the financial bomb shelter, if you will, is to take a certain portion of money, let's say you take 10% of your money, Doug, and then you go and buy gold and silver. Gold and silver that you hold, that you have that you have possession of in a safe or someplace safe that, that only you know about or people you trust know about. All right, so you've got gold and silver with 10% of your investable assets. And then you take another 10% of your investable assets and maybe you go buy Bitcoin. Right, or you go buy a cryptocurrency online, and that way, now you've got 20% of your assets that are not quite correlated to the dollar. And if things go really bad, you've got precious metals, we're talking zombie apocalypse bad, right? There's an EMP, computers are gone, you've got gold and silver, hopefully, but got bullets, food and water because those are all the things that will be important at that time. Whoever has the most- And toilet And and truckloads of toilet paper, because those become worth more than gold and silver. Bullets are the winners, because whoever has the most bullets has the most toilet paper, and the most food, and the most water. So, so, So you've got your emergencies, right? So you've got gold and silver. And then in the case of cryptocurrency, if the world really does start going towards a decentralized currency which is what cryptocurrency is and on another show we'll talk a little bit more about it but if if you do choose to have some money invested there well now imagine the worst case scenario happens based off of the old-fashioned tried-and-true law of supply and demand the value of those things the cryptocurrency and your gold and silver overnight could become worth more than all of the other 80% of your assets that you had in traditional investments, Mm -hmm. right? And so now all of a sudden, just by being prepared in case of a worst case scenario, you probably would do really well in that scenario because that cryptocurrency would become worth 10 times, 20 times worth what it started as. Same thing with gold and silver precious metals. If people are really resorting to commodities, 100% towards commodities, that gold and silver is going to be incredibly valuable very quickly. And now that 20% of your investable assets is worth more than everything that you had before that catastrophe happened. But if what more likely is to happen does, which is we get through it. We get through hard times. We get through different presidents. We get through different terms. We, as a resilient American people, continue to thrive and continue to move forward, well then the other 80% of your money is going to do great over the long term as we've seen it do for the last 100 years. And I think that that's most likely what will happen, but if that's what helps people sleep better at night, I can tell you that's pretty much how I strategize personally.
0: Find out more at AshtonWealth.com
2: comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors.
1: Eric Nimmer is an investment advisor representative of Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. Ashton & Associates, Retirement Wealth Advisors, and this radio station are not affiliated. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not
2: be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a
0: guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.